Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we're joined by Paul Blinov and Fonda Mithrush of I Don't Get It to discuss a pair of films about performers. First up, Shah Rukh Khan plays a lovelorn director slash choreographer pining for his lead dancer, played by Mandari Dixit, in Yash Chopra's 1997 rom-com Del Hey. Then Ashwarya Rai plays a singer-slash-dancer torn between a wealthy Akshay Khanna and a charismatic music producer played by Anil Kapoor in Subhash Gai's 1999 melodrama, Tall. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. Welcome, Paul and Fonda! Hi. I am Hello. so excited that you're finally here. Yeah, thank <laughs> you for having us. Yeah. Oh, good. I've been listening to your show for a while. Welcome to the Thunderdome. Partly because I <laughs> love <laughs> dance, and I find it really, really hard to keep up with dance in the city, and you guys are kind of like my go-to what's going on with dance. Oh, that's um, nice. <laughs> but why don't you tell us a bit about I Don't Get It, which has expanded beyond dance. Yeah, so it was a podcast that uh, Fonda and I originally started uh, when I was working at a, an alt-weekly newspaper, and Fonda was writing about dance for me, and I'd never seen any contemporary mm-hmm. dance, and so Fonda was constantly like, you should you should see some, come with me, yes. and we were like, all right, <laughs> let's go see some stuff, and uh, we'll talk about it from your area of expertise and mine of no expertise. <laughs> And, uh, and that's sort of where it came from, and that's where the name came from. I, I was the one who did not get it. Uh, <laughs> we still don't always get it. But yeah. <laughs> Do you get it more now? Like, is the novelty of explaining things to him gone? I, I never get tired of explaining this. Oh, this is, right. <laughs> I do think I get more of it, or at least I feel more confident being like, this is what I think about this mm-hmm. style of movement or, or whatever it may be. But yeah, I think we've, we've sort of expanded more into theater, and we've just, I mean, the state of uh, the media uh, locally in particular. With arts we, coverage. With yeah. arts coverage, mm-hmm. we've just kind of yeah. been like, you know, well, if we can contribute to some, like, you know, greater discourse around the arts that's happening in the city, then, then let's keep doing that. So now we cover theater and any kind of performance really that we, mm. we, we can catch yeah. doing anything for Poetry Fest um, I'm probably going to try and catch the um, there's a show at the Aviary tomorrow I think on oh great yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a new West one tonight oh. <laughs> cool plug subtle plug Matt I know for, for an episode that's coming out next week so. <laughs> yeah alright <laughs> and Poetry Fest will be over yeah. all of our listeners who did not attend Matt's Poetry Lunch very ashamed of all of you very ashamed of all of you uh most of them are not at Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious if either of you have any familiarity with Bollywood. Now, I admit, usually when we invite people on this show who are unfamiliar with Bollywood or don't, um, you know, talk about movies regularly or aren't kind of in this world that we are, uh, we try and give them stuff that shows that, like, Bollywood isn't just three-hour-long movies about love triangles and people dancing around trees. But. <laughs> Except it is. <laughs> but with you two, and being that we wanted to talk about um, the portrayals of performers in movies, because I thought that would go very well with the topic of your show, mm-hmm. um, we gave you, like, capital B, exactly what everyone kind of assumes Bollywood is. Deep dish Bollywood. Yes. yes. <laughs> and, and thank you for that seven and a half hours <laughs> of, of great classic Bollywood. And a lot of wind machines. 
things. Oh my god! Um, yes. <laughs> well, to answer your question about um, experience with Bollywood, I don't have much. I've never mm-hmm. really watched Bollywood, but I do very much enjoy um, East Indian dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was watching the films, you know, trying to pick out things that I knew came from either classical Kathak or mm-hmm. uh, Bharat Natyam dance. And I, you know, there are some things, especially in Tal, that I did notice. Um, but a lot of it, the Bollywood style of dance is just a very different, <laughs> different yeah. beast altogether. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like uh, I've seen little bits of, of Bollywood movies. Mm-hmm. I have some friends who, who are fans, and so I've seen, I think, some of Doom 3. Oh, there were, like, clips so I was shown. Perfect. Um, so good. Yeah, but, that, but that's about it. I've never, like, sat down and watched oh, okay. one start to finish. Did you like them? Two. They were they were fascinating. <laughs> okay. They were fascinating. Um, I yeah, I like them. I I really enjoyed them. I'm I'm you know come from a theater background, so I like musicals. Yeah. I like song and dance. You know, mm-hmm. good love stories. It's, it's great. I you know the the tropes of the the characters were were a little dated, I guess. <laughs> but you know, like twenty I mean, years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I think I was, I watched the trailers the day before, and I remember sending Paul a text message being like, "Oh my god, tomorrow's gonna be so epic!" <laughs> and we did watch we did watch both of them in one night. Yeah, one go back to back. That's a big sit. Yeah, we know we know what that's like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Watching these movies week in week out, and having to watch movies for two podcasts. Um, or watching two movies, then podcasting, then editing the same day. Yeah, we've done that yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> we have done that before. Uh, so this was like a pretty new experience for the both of you. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Is there anything that really stood out as opposed to a sort of Western film that you found just maybe disconcerting or um, <laughs> apart from the wind machines or just, exciting or exciting well you know like, don't, so, something don't that you feels wish, weird yeah. don't you wish that in like Avengers Iron Man Captain America would just burst out into song and start dancing yeah, sincerely <laughs> yes yeah, absolutely <laughs> like that's the one thing that Bollywood has done to me where I just think Every movie now should have at least one or two or three musicals. This numbers. is an emotional scene. We could amp that up. <laughs> yeah, we could amp that up. Can I get some fans in here? Yeah. That, be, that was all directions, please. <laughs> yeah, that was maybe the one of the interesting things in, in both of these movies was sort of how how they used music and yeah. sort of uh, one used it a lot more uh, and one used it a bit more sparingly, but mm-hmm. just sort of uh, how it would sort of highlight moments and and sort of uh, sort of checkpoint where mm-hmm. our characters were at as it went through. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or replacing sex scenes sometimes. They do do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. They use, yeah, the, the song sequences and the music as a as a metaphor, quote unquote. Yeah. Or I guess an allegory for romance or like, yeah. Yeah, sexual romance. Yeah. And for all of the, like, romance and love triangle and everything like that, there is no kissing. There is no touching. There is a kiss in tall. <laughs> yeah. And this is very important because mm-hmm. when we first started this podcast, on I think like our second episode, we said that Ashwarya Rai had never kissed on screen because she said that on Oprah. Wow. <laughs> Oprah has lied to me. <laughs> there is a kiss in both Tall and Doom Two. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Well, and were those like very controversial within the world of Bollywood cinema, given that it is so sparing? It, it can be. Um, so Shah Rukh Khan, for example. Uh, early on in his career, he did kind of a, a, a sensual scene um, with an older actress. And she, I can't remember her name, I apologize. And um, she got really um, taken to task for it in the media. Mm. And so he kind of said because of that experience, and he was so upset for her, that he wasn't going to kiss 
um, in movies. And he didn't for a really, really long time until Jab Tak Hai John, mm -hmm. which is Yash Chopra's last film. Yash Chopra's the director of Delta Pago Hay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, it's, things are, uh, I'd, I'd be I'd be very interested to show you at some point some modern Bollywood if we ever do kind of a, a, a return to this um, because things have really changed. They've liberalized a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. mm -hmm. So you do get you know actual kind of love scenes yeah. uh, nowadays, especially with a lot of the younger stars. Still no nudity though. Yeah, still mm -hmm. well. I mean, we, we saw Rambir Singh's butt recently. Yeah, we did see a butt. We saw Rambir Singh's butt. Huge. Controversial. <laughs> Big steps. Muscular. <laughs> but but Rambir Singh is like, he's the one who's willing to to push the boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, he's also my favorite. <laughs> I have a huge thing for Rambir Singh. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I think uh, that brings us into uh, Diltal Paul Gulhey. Uh, Matt, the heart you, is crazy. Yeah, Matt, do you wanna do you wanna set this up for us? Sure. So, Delta Pagalhai came out in uh, 1997. Was directed by Yash Chopra. And stars Shah Rukh Khan, Madhuri Dixit, Charisma Kapoor, and Akshay Kumar. And features a cameo, not really a cameo. He's a backup dancer, <laughs> but uh, Shahi Kapoor is in the uh, background. Yeah, this is one of Shahi Kapoor's like first films. He is a baby. Yeah. So there's <laughs> baby a, There's a guy in the background of both of these movies who is now one of the biggest stars. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. And he's another one who is a kind of a risk taker as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the film was uh, written by Aditya Chopra, Pamela Chopra, and Tanucha Chandra. In addition with Yash Chopra. Yeah. And uh, features costumes by Manish Mahotra and uh, Karen Johar. And Salman. And a guy named Salman. <laughs> it really has that, like, Karen Johar aesthetic of, like, lots and lots of overalls and jeans and, like, yeah. up t-shirts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, 90s plus. Yeah, the kind 90s like, vibes were very strong. Kind of felt <laughs> like we were watching an episode of Blossom in yep. India. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, imagine this goes all the way to about 2005. Exactly. Right. This, uh, the fashion. 90s continued on for a while in India. And let me tell you, overalls. Very popular in like late nineties yeah. Bollywood. Pleather, lots of zippers, all kinds of things. Lots <laughs> of gap. Yeah. No. Uh, so the choreography in this film was by Farah Khan, one of our favorite filmmakers slash choreographers, mm -hmm. and also with uh, Shyamak Davar. Uh, so um, Davar was uh, credited with transforming choreography in Bollywood all around, and he's mm -hmm. known for contemporary jazz influences. And so he he brings a lot of Western influences into Diltal Bagalhe, which then ended up creating a trend in Bollywood um, where dancing started to get more Western. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Other movies that uh, Davar has done include Doom 2, also featuring so Ushwaya Rai. Uh, Ravni Bhandi Jodi, also featuring Shah Rukh Khan. Uh, Jagged Jesus, a movie we love. But, uh, has such good dancing. Yeah, uh, and uh, Tall. So, yeah, another another link between these two. Mm -hmm. uh, there are 10 songs in this movie. I thought there were 17, but I... Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> I didn't have a checklist, but there seemed like there was a song every 10 minutes. I mean, it's less than Hanap Kehengrum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they, these were composed by Utam Singh with lyrics by Anand Bakshi. Uh, this movie was a gigantic success. It was the highest-grossing Indian film of 1997, both domestically and internationally. It won eight Filmfare Awards, including Best Film, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress, and three National Film Awards. So, the Best Popular Film Providing Wholesome Entertainment, one of my favorite awards you could win. <laughs> yes. uh, best Choreographer for Devar, and uh, Best Supporting Actress. And it now has a cult status. Yeah, a huge, huge following. All the stars in it are... Very, very big still to this day. Maybe well, not, maybe not Charisma Kapoor. Yeah, Charisma but, uh, Kapoor. 
she doesn't act anymore. So. But uh, Akshay uh, Kumar, the basically the Baxter of the movie, <laughs> he is also a huge star now too. And technically Canadian. Yeah, wow. he, he's the biggest Canadian actor in the world. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Cool, we've done yeah. it. We finally we got there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he had to rescind his Indian citizenship, but he is the biggest Canadian actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is a love triangle, quadrangle. Yeah. Between uh, Shire Khan, who is a um, frustrated choreographer slash uh, director. Yeah, they keep referring to his plays, and I kept thinking that he was more of like a choreographer. And it isn't until pretty late in the film that I'm like, oh, there's actual like dialogue here, yeah. <laughs> in his performance pieces. For Maya. Yeah, it opens with this like massive dance sequence, but yeah. there's there's no like scene setting it up. It's sort of like just like everyone is going, and then you realize it's a performance, and then yeah. you realize. He isn't at his cue, and he sort of like flips in. <laughs> yeah, explodes uh, out of the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah, stage manager. I can just like you know imagine someone clenching their teeth and be like, "Where is he?" You know, <laughs> that was good. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, Sharuk runs this uh, theater slash dance company, mm-hmm. and uh, Charisma Kapoor is his current um, you know his muse. But he uh, has a dream basically <laughs> about this new uh, piece called Maya. And he thinks he needs to find the perfect girl. Not Christmas Kapoor, by the way. She is she is not Maya. No. This is explicitly clear. And <laughs> uh, kind of Charisma Kapoor sadness. Yeah. yeah. She, yeah. she wanted to be Maya. Why not? He's really mean to her. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Madari Dixit is a orphan who lives, I guess, in town and attends <laughs> dance uh, classes in the same building yeah. as his studio, which, again, that took me a little while to figure out, like, <laughs> This crazy studio with a Volkswagen Beetle and uh, Pepsi machines and basketball court. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. all yeah. this stuff is also connected to this other uh, dance uh, place. But uh, she's a wonderful dancer, and by the intermission, they have met. But before then, they are communicating via dance telepathy. That's yeah, like the and like a whistling motif that yeah. she keeps hearing and being like, "Hey, yeah. it's happening during this time." And at this time. I think their real meet cute is at a clothing store where he is trying on new shirts and accidentally forgets to put his pants on, but has his socks and on. shoes on. Yep. <laughs> and uh, he's whistling while putting on this shirt, and that's where she kind of hears this right. in real life for the, the first whistle, time. Right yeah. after hearing that, she'll you know meet her true love and under this under this moon and he's yeah. seeing his whistle stagger <laughs> off into the night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then oh, that guy with no pants. That's the one right there. <laughs> he put and his it, shoes back on, and it was, yeah, <laughs> it was. and it all worked out. Uh, actually, Kumar plays her um, her adopted family's son. Yeah, I, they keep saying auntie, but I don't think that they're actually related. No, 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 no. like uh, familial, like oh, we're so yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, he's been in love with her the whole time. The family's very interested in their match, but upon meeting Shahrukh, it's game over for Akshay. Even though he's a nice enough guy, I yeah. know. he works out. He works out of town a lot. Mm-hmm. I I quite liked Akshay Kumar in this. He's he's become a really big ham, although he's kind of like changing things up and now becoming really, really like not quite political, just really nationalist. He's the, he's the important. He's the important guy now. Yeah, uh, yeah. he's right. becoming really yeah. nationalist, even though he doesn't even have Indian citizenship anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was interesting to see him like so young and. Like playing second fiddle, really, to to Shah Rukh Khan, Madhuri Dixit, and 
uh, Charisma Kapoor. Yeah. Like, I just, I couldn't see him taking a role this minor ever Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he kind of, like, they have their sort of introduction, and then mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going away for a while. Marry me? And she's <laughs> yeah. like, uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, Marry me if you turn around. Yeah, I'll yeah, take that yeah. as a yes. Yeah, and she's just, like, you know, working through this in her head, so she's still there. And then yeah. we don't see him for ages. So yeah. Like, yeah. Like, a solid hour of the movie. But she has not forgotten him. No. I do like their uh, sending tapes to each other, um, giving the updates, mm-hmm. and uh, that she knows him so well that she's able to respond to his tape while like mm-hmm. listening and moving around her room. She, she, they know each other. So right. they have some telepathy, but not quite dance <laughs> it's telepathy. It's not dance telepathy. Yeah. The most powerful kind. Alright, I think that, that about sets up the, the plot of this film. It's pretty straightforward and it's just padded out with a lot of dance sequences and songs. Mm-hmm. So, what did you guys think? <laughs> I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I mean, okay. I, like I like I did. I did like how '90s it was. You know, I mean, yeah. as, as I mean, a child of the '90s, it was just yeah. you know, it was wonderful. Um, a couple things that surprised me were, um, like you mentioned, how sort of Western the dance actually mm-hmm. was. I feel like. You know, stereotypically, Bollywood movement has certain qualities, but this was actually really, it felt like, like, you know, you kind of would have seen in 90s, like, MTV. Yeah, a little yeah, more music know. videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, kept, I kept, in both of these films, I kept thinking Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't yeah. get as sensual as Janet Jackson mm-hmm. by any means, but, like, a lot of those kind of performances and, and the music videos you and the outfits see in too. tall, and the mm-hmm. outfits, I just yeah. kept, like... Kept feeling like that kind Rhythm of... Rhythm Nation time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's like 10 years after that, right? Yeah. Yeah, 1997. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit mm-hmm. late on the curve on that one. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, I like the way that uh, the spectacle is uh, translated to us. Because um, we're not exactly seeing what the audience sees a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, we see what they do, but... I don't think they're changing the different rooms. Like, when it pulls back, you can see the stage. Right. You just have to kind of imagine what it would look like to see the whole performance that way. But then emotionally, you're seeing them on, like, this white staircase or mm-hmm. in this gym mm-hmm. or, you know, in a field. Like, um, it, it, you don't often see the performance done in front of people in a Bollywood film. Right. Yeah, even though it does all feel very much like you're watching something in a proscenium stage setting, yes. right? Like that everyone is facing forward, you know, mm-hmm. that it's, it's, you could just like plop it on a theater stage mm-hmm. and that it would look the same. So I was a little bit surprised by that in that a lot of, um, if you're watching dance and film, Western films, they'll, you know, they'll change, um, Scenery or things like that. Yeah, be a little more cinematic. Yeah. Less about, like, this is being staged to be done live and more like we're going to have this angle and see like mm-hmm. this jump or this leaper. Yeah. Or, yeah, and that way it was actually very theatrical. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it wasn't as uh, cinematic. Even though everything was so huge. Like the amount of dancers they would have. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like the sequencing and everything. And it was the just, sets were big. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah my dairy shit's room, I think, is larger than our apartment. Does Matt. it have any walls in it either? There's <laughs> great, great question. Great question. <laughs> There's one wall because she has a headboard that's the size of our wall wall. Yeah. <laughs> but apart from that, it's just columns and then but she's always wind and rain. But she's always the opposite direction. Her head is always at the foot of the bed. Huh. <laughs> I noticed that. I was like, why? But you have this giant headboard. Yeah, she. it, it looks like she's in a Celine Dion music video. Her, her <laughs> sort of aesthetic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, a lot of white billowy curtains. Billowy clothes. Also yeah. par for the 90s in a different yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I like this movie quite a bit, too. Um, Shower Khan is always is fantastic. Yeah, what did you guys think of Shower Khan, who what? is the biggest, the biggest star. movie star in the world? Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
Well, he was he was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Though, like you know, I, I I think yeah, I wasn't I w- I didn't go in with like super huge expectations that yeah. it, like I you know like laugh my face off in it, <laughs> but it was actually really funny. He, he like yeah, I th- I thought he was great. Yeah, it's funny uh, watching how the comedy sort of plays out, and he's just this sort of like very like kind of self absorbed like goof yeah. in a lot of ways. Uh, and watching everyone else sort of like deal with him <laughs> yeah. in that sense, yeah. and well, they have their own wants and needs of him and, and the world around them. Uh, yeah, it was so it was interesting to see how that dynamic played out, and how some some scenes would be like, "Yep, this is the scene where it's the falling in love scene," but really he's put on his shoes without his pants. And <laughs> here we are. Thank you. Or he's scared of dogs, and then he just. Falls in a pool and throws everything up in the air. Yeah, yeah. All the kids are making fun of him, but then he's best friends with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think this film really plays to, to Shah Rukh Khan's strengths because mm-hmm. it he his character has an ego. And Shah Rukh Khan pulls that off really, 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 really well. Possibly because he himself may have an ego. Exactly. <laughs> Possibly because like in some ways this does to a certain extent feel like a version of him. Yeah. You know, and and all of his performance kind of feel that way partly because um he he's a star, you know, more right. more than kind of an, an actor and so he does a lot of stuff that really plays into uh his persona. But this is really kind of early in his emergence as mm-hmm. um a big celebrity. This is a couple of years after DDLJ. Right, mm-hmm. which is interesting in that then the plot of the actual movie is about sort of this celebrity trying to like mm-hmm. maintain, you know, they have this dream of this hit and no one else can see it, yep. you know. Um so it's this idea of like even if sort of as an actual star he was still ascending at that mm-hmm. point. The plot of the movie sort of concerns that very thing about like mm-hmm. hitting your groove and you know making the art you want to make um you know and It's like and his synecdoche like, New York. Which is also and that's also interesting coming from um a filmmaker like Yash Chopra. Yash Chopra uh is the king of romance um and has made many of the classic Bollywood romances from the 70s all the way up until the early 2000s. Um, And this is like his big 90s film Mm -hmm. uh, that everyone considers kind of one of his best. And it's, it's, so again, like to have, you know, that kind of rumination on the, on the the process of art making and Mm -hmm. kind of what goes into it and wanting, you know, things to, to come together and, and people to understand your vision Mm -hmm. while at the same time, kind of, you know, the the real focus of the film, which is this, um, behind the scenes (laughs) romance. Yeah. Here's a question. What is Maya? (laughs) (laughs) What is his vision? (laughs) He just had a vision of a dancer he liked and then. The, the, it reflected his own reality with her because they break up in the play, right? And then they get back together as they're ad libbing furiously on stage. Yeah, that I would be so mad about right. that. Once again, that stage manager like, with this. Like, come you know, on, guys! How do we <laughs> Yeah, but like, what is he trying to get across with this play? What do you guys think? Like, it feels like he's trying to tell a big, sweeping romance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's working through his own romantic entanglements, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, it opens with these kind of these these striking to-the-camera to confessionals about what all these characters yeah. think about love. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, kind of throughout the course of the film, he, he doesn't seem to really believe that there is one person out there made for him, and he's not buying into this. Mm-hmm. But he has this idea of Maya, 
who's clearly like again this this connection he has to Metro addiction, even though he hasn't met her yet. Mm-hmm. He didn't so, think she existed. Exactly, he didn't no. think she existed. And then when she does, you see that evolution of how he he starts to change, and that affects his his art. His art was clearly him trying to work through this, mm-hmm. and then it all comes together on stage when he's like. Don't marry Akshay Kumar. <laughs> so what was his last production about? <laughs> it was about him rolling in late and oh, flipping okay. onto the stage. Yeah. And sort of being like, ah, I'm yeah. doing me, but I'm bored. Like, sure. Because yeah. um, he rolls in five minutes before the end. <laughs> what was going on up was until he, that yeah, point? Yeah, where was he? What was he doing? Yeah. It didn't, he wasn't late. He didn't forget. He was choosing. Because, yeah, he was sort of like, it seems like up until that point, And it's he's sort of like... He's full of himself, but he also seems kind of bored with what he's doing. So yeah. Maya is sort of like this unattainable mm-hmm. thing in his sort of status quo. Like, yeah, I'm running this successful dance theater company, uh, but I have this dream, but I don't know what it is. But none of you are that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the only thing I know is it's not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he finds it. It, yeah. it happens, yeah. Because no, he finds Madhuri Dixit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's the big question. So Charisma Kapoor or Madhuri Dixit? Who, who? Who would you pick? Who would you pick? <laughs> who should he have picked? Matt and I are split on this, so... Yeah. I like Charisma Kapoor. She's she's a nice person, <laughs> and they get along. They've, yeah. they've known each other for mm-hmm. years. I think she's a better dancer. You do? You think Charisma Kapoor is a better dancer than Madhuri Dixit? I think that Madhuri Dixit gets a lot of mileage out of running around. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know if that's exactly dancing. Charisma Kapoor, dance, dance, dance. Okay. She, yeah, she had some pretty some pretty solid dance numbers in there. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that they were. it was interesting, the, um, the style of the choreography that they gave to each of the actors, too. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I think... Um, Charisma Kapoor definitely had more of that kind of just like I am a technically good dancer, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. really just. Um, and then yeah, uh, the other well, she she felt almost a little bit more um, like demure and and just like traditional. I would mm-hmm. say um, in her in her movement, and maybe that was kind of part of like the 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 reason that we're supposed to maybe value her over this. Yeah, there there is that clear kind of traditional girl versus modern girl that mm-hmm. we see in a lot of Bollywood movies, and the traditional girl always wins. Yeah, I <laughs> think just Charisma Kapoor put up with a lot in that yes. movie. Yeah, yeah, she, she, she deserved she better. Yeah, uh, I know, and she gets way she's way too sympathetic towards Rahul's yeah. nonsense, especially yeah. when like she realizes that he's not in love with her, and she's just. I will say Falling that, her that, scene, that scene kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. And she's throwing rocks and then she says, oh, God damn you, God. Yeah. <laughs> You're the bad one, not me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's okay. Actually, Kumar's around the corner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's around. He'll, they'll get along fine. Um, I wanted to ask, actually, um, how how common is that sort of the, the use of the late motif? Like the, the whistling? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, because the yeah. only other film I could really think of, I was just like, they, they solve the love mysteries through this whistle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the only other film I could think of where it's actually like they use the same sort of um, the, the d- device is M, the, the murder mystery. <laughs> right. It's an old German, yeah. Yeah, you know, Fritz Lang. A little bit yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I, like, and that was all I could think about when they're, every time they called up this whistle, I was like, he's yeah. a murderer. <laughs> yeah, that's a good um, point. I mean, there is a musical sting that repeats throughout DDLJ, which is yeah. uh, Shark's big hit. Um, there's a few other ones in Bollywood, I think. Yeah, I mean, most most Bollywood films have like 
a musical piece that repeats. But I mean, mm-hmm. you see that in in Hollywood movies mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah. Not as short of a phrase, though, right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say that. Like, I don't know if I've seen whistling mm-hmm. in other movies. Mm-hmm. Other than the aforementioned dam, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty effective here, yeah. like for the for the tone and style of the movie, just to have this like yeah. almost throwaway thing. It's like, yeah, just he whistles this tune, he really likes it, uh, and yeah. have that like sort of weave the way it was mm-hmm. through it. it. Was like, yeah, great. Yeah. There's a lot of other movies where like like I think of kind of like Dilse, where um, a song he plays on the radio. Um, then like later on, the the love interest hears it again, and so mm-hmm. like. So sometimes the sometimes it is diegetic, mm-hmm. like it is here with the whistling, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of other examples of that. But whistling, I, I'm not too sure. Yeah, because with this with this one, the the songs like they were very. It felt like sort of like Western musical style. People yeah. would just like break into song, mm-hmm. but and the song wasn't integrated into you know like the actual like plot yeah. of the of the um of the movie and unlike tall which is i think completely different like the music mm-hmm. is is part of the like the story that they're mm-hmm. um so yeah i just the, the whistle was just an it was a good device actually yeah. and you know like kind of called it up too the yeah. other thing that i thought was um I, I wanted to ask about was um is it was very obvious that the women's voices were not their own yeah. i we were going to ask you about that if yeah. if you noticed um that everything was dubbed even yeah. all the dialogue and all the sounds. Whoa. Everything is dead. Whoa. Like, Fonda noticed the songs, for sure, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah. did not notice the... The actual dialogue was dubbed, too. Yeah. I did not notice. Yeah. I yeah. couldn't tell that. And, and those are their voices for the dialogue. None of the singing is them. Uh, yeah. The mm-hmm. women or the men. And that's pretty common in Bollywood. We're so used to it now when we watched uh, La La Land. It's like, you could have got someone better to do Gosling, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, he's not that good. He's okay at dancing, but get someone in there to sing for him. Yeah. They, I'm, I'm glad you guys picked up on that because, mm-hmm. yeah, the whole the whole dubbing I always find really fascinating with mm-hmm. Bollywood. And it's it's not something that I think we've explored as much as we, we should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, well, yeah, that was one of the things that really stood out to me um, in particular is that just, especially the female um, performers, their their voices seemed very different than what I was, than what you would see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I felt like that the female voices sound a, a lot more mature mm-hmm. than the youth, than the actual age of the yeah. actors. Well, Lata Mangeshkar is a lot older than uh, the actresses, so... Yeah. yeah. So is that? I am looking up the names of the singers now. Right. Like, <laughs> it's embarrassing that I didn't write them down. Is that a, is that a thing in Bollywood where like uh, while you're watching a movie, like you you go and you'll see the stars, but then like as soon as the the musical number hits, you're like, oh, oh yeah, uh, and it's like the same thing as if like a celebrity walked on in yep. sitcom. You're like, hey, that person. Yeah, they have their own fandoms for sure. Yeah. yeah so so the playback singing here was done by Lata Mangeshkar. Uh, and she's she's super famous, and she was doing movies in um, the fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> she is definitely definitely a lot older than the, than the actor she was singing for. <laughs> yeah, and the um, the the male playback singer was um, Udit uh, Narayan. Yeah, for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys think of then going to Europa Park? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Suddenly we go to Germany <laughs> for a day. The Delta Pagal High song. Not even a day. Like, I have said to he say, can make it there and back in yeah. one day, and they get to hang out at a amusement park. The surreal yeah. Disneyland. <laughs> yes. I have to say, I am shocked that they don't go to Switzerland in either of these movies. Yeah. <laughs> Switzerland. Instead, we have Germany and Canada, which are kind of like 
Switzerland adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Switzerland's really popular for them to go to for the um, exotic outside The exotic of locale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, going to an amusement park was kind of fun for the uh, titular Ditto Pagahe song. It was like a little jarring, <laughs> I think, in the experience uh, that was just like, where are we? Like, Did I miss Not, something? Nothing has left it. Let us hit. Yeah. 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 Going on a log flume ride or stealing a car from uh, Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It was the first Bollywood film shot at Europa Park. Oh, good. Have they done other ones? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's another thing you get fairly often is visiting tourist attractions. So, oh, so it's a real... Oh, yeah. whoa, there's, whoa. There, there's a whole tourist uh, element to a lot of films. In fact, there's one with Akshay Kumar where he went, goes to West Edmonton Mall and goes on the pirate ship and hangs out at uh, Fantasyland, which it was whoa. called at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, there's a there's kind of a tourist element. And I think but it's handled a lot better here than it is in Tall. Yeah. Uh, because while they mention that they're going to Canada, they also go to Canada before they go to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <that's> a, yeah. <laughs> and it's only because we're Canadian that we would be able to tell, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it's just so clearly not India. Yeah. Um, but, but also, like, travel, like, in both of these films, both of these films, it... it really well with the NRI audience, the non-resident Indian audience. They were very popular in the diaspora. And it's in the 90s when um, Bollywood starts to make a lot of money overseas. Mm -hmm. And so they start making movies that cater to that audience. And so you get that, like, part of that is also... So Europa Park is also kind of a part of that aspect Mm -hmm. um, because the, the NRIs in places like London or Germany actually could go there. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that people in India couldn't go there either, but, you know, again, not everyone who's watching these movies would necessarily have the, the funds to do so. I also don't think you can go to, Ger- to Germany, back to India, within a day <laughs> no. like Akshay says they do. No. Yeah. <laughs> but both, but both tra- in both of these movies, travel and um, modern clothing are clear status symbols. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that I, kind of surprised me a bit was um, not the use of English in general, but some of the actual things that were said in English. Yeah. Like, in Tal, they say, I love you in English, which mm-hmm. I thought was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, yeah. periodic lines mm-hmm. would just be in English. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time. Yeah. And, and, and is it something that's evolved? Did it, was uh, English is one of the national languages of India, mm-hmm. and it's the only language that's spoken everywhere in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so... It's it's pretty pretty common, and a lot of what's really interesting about Bollywood is a lot of the scripts are actually written in English, then translated into Hindi. Oh. But it is again, it's it's part of that. Um, like Dilto Pagahai is 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 making a clear kind of like a modern statement. Mm-hmm. Um, like this is a modern India, mm-hmm. and so English is a part of that, and mm-hmm. I think the costumes are a part of that, and the dance is a part of it, and I think you know, it's interesting for us because. We're kind of coming, we're kind of reverse engineering everything. We started with contemporary Bollywood, and now we've gone back and we've watched stuff in the 50s and stuff from the 60s and 70s and, and 80s. And now we all start to, and now we like start to put it on a timeline. Mm, right, and so, right, kind right. of the, the turning point with this film it, is pretty clear to me, mm-hmm. but I still need to flesh out watching like other stuff around it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good time for interval. Yeah, that's a good time for interval. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want? Do you want to set up our song? Oh, Hit it. Are we, we're, we're doing. We're doing one from Tall, right? Yes, we're yeah. doing so, a song sample from Tall. Yeah. So um, it's called Tall Se Tall Mi Mile Mile. 
What? It's Malay. Malay, probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and this is this is the um, folk song by the main character's father that ends up, you know, skyrocketing this her is the to, hit. to fame. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this song plays at least a dozen times. In yep. You've <laughs> yeah. become very familiar with this song. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sing along. This month's episode of the Edmonton Community Foundation's Well Endowed podcast, we speak with the Honorable Anne McClellan, Chair of the Task Force on Cannabis Legalization. She tells us about the possible benefits and challenges of legalizing cannabis and why she feels this legislation is a transformative moment in Canadian history. For more information about the Well Endowed podcast, check out thewellendowedpodcast.com. You like movies, right? And podcasts? Of course you do, as you're listening to this movie podcast right now. Well, if you're in the Edmonton area, I encourage you to come check out one of my favorite film festivals, Northwest Fest, Canada's longest-running nonfiction film festival. Northwest Fest takes place in Edmonton May 3rd to 13th. On May 8th, the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, is presenting Sick Boy, a documentary about a Halifax-based podcaster who has cystic fibrosis and uses his show to change the way that people view illness. You can find out more about the festival and the films playing at northwestfest.ca. You can even have a two-for-one deal when you buy tickets. Just use the offer code APNBOGO18. To find out more about the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, and the member podcasts, go to albertapodcastnetwork.com. That was Tall Say Tall Mille from Tall, which is the next film we are going to discuss. Rhythm. Yes, so Tall <laughs> means rhythm. It came out in uh, 1999. Directed by Sue Peshkai, and it stars Ashraya Rai, Anil Kapoor, Akshay Khanna, Amrish Puri, and Baby Shahid Kapoor. Yeah. And and this cameo of Baby Shahid Kapoor was a lot easier to spot. I even found a gif of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they're spinning around her and wrapping her up in white uh, um, fabric. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can see his face very clearly, if you know what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, Did and I, I, like, pointed at the screen yeah. and yelled... Shot at Kapoor, and we like stopped it every one. Did you guys recognize Amrish Puri from a very popular Hollywood film oh, from yeah. the eighties? I did not. No. Maybe I felt like yeah, I did recognize him from something. He's Wait, the it, Kali Ma guy from oh, Temple of Doom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kali Ma, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Pretty, pretty, pretty kind of problematic role. <laughs> okay, in yeah. Film. In retrospect. Yeah. But my favorite Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> me too. Just because it terrified me as a child. And uh, and he is his part of that. He has such a good like villain voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in this he's only slightly villainous. <laughs> only slightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The music was composed by A.R. Rahman, who's probably the most well-known Indian composer, especially outside of India, mm-hmm. because he did things like Slumdog Millionaire and um, Elizabeth, mm-hmm. the uh, biopic of Queen Elizabeth, uh, with lyrics by Anand Bakshi, same as Delta Pogohe. It was the first Indian film to reach the uh, top 20 box office in North America, something that happens pretty regularly now, mm-hmm. uh, and it also reached the top 10 in the UK. 
Um, and it was the highest grossing Indian film overseas in 1999, but only the third highest grossing domestically. So this is kind of, again, where we start to see, this is around the same time as say we start to see this split with um, NRI audiences becoming just a bigger a bigger market. Mm-hmm. Um, or not necessarily bigger than, than India, but bigger than they were. And you could market to them directly. Yes. Um, it was selected by Roger Ebert for his 2005 Overlooked Film Festival. Mm. Uh, his review of this movie is very strange. Uh, <laughs> I pulled it up because I thought there might be something to quote in it, but it's mostly him describing going to see the movie in India when it was um, initially released in 1999. Which would be pretty cool. Yeah, and it, it's... We'll, we'll provide a link to it. It is really interesting because, like, he watched the movie without subtitles in India and he had someone there kind of explaining to him uh, what was going on and he commented, like, and then sometimes they were speaking English and he found the film pretty sexy. <laughs> That's, like, the crux of his review is that uh, Roger Ebert has a had a big crush on Ashwarya Rai. Who uh, doesn't? Though? Yeah, I mean, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Had you seen her before? Um, I, I well, I've, she's pretty famous yeah. now in the West. So yeah. I've, I, but I'd never really seen her in a in a film. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I mean, it's hard not to appreciate how freaking beautiful yeah. she is, and she's a good dancer. Yeah, um, you know, and yeah, it was that was. That was great. I like. I did really enjoy like her. And what what kind of irked me a little bit is that whenever they show the billing mm-hmm. for the film, her name appears third. But she's yeah. obviously the biggest yeah, part of the movie. Yeah, it's her story. <laughs> like yeah. it's her ascendancy in a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, when did the, she win Miss Universe? Ninety um, four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was a while after. Yeah. Yeah, a few years after. And this is like this nineteen ninety nine is a huge year for Ashwarya Rai. The film was nominated for 11 Filmfare Awards, and it won six, including Best Supporting Actor for Anil Kapoor, mm-hmm. uh, Best Music, and, and Best Cinematography. Uh, and Ashwarya Rai lost the Best Actress Award to herself <laughs> wow. for uh, Hamdil de Chuke Sanam. Uh, which we talked about a long time ago. Yeah, which we've talked about yeah. a long time ago. So this, this year, in 1999, she has these two big hits, and it's very much the moment when she proved she wasn't just a beauty queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's um, crushing it. Yeah, she she is crushing it. And then that, like, I mean, unfortunately, I think she still potentially is second build to a lot of male stars nowadays. Well, she left the industry for a while, too. Well, yeah, she's having a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, obviously she's top building something like Jazba, which has no competing male stars, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and Adele Heimushka, like, she's clearly not the lead of, which was um, one of her most recent films. But she's the only good part of it. Yeah, and so... That generates some controversy. You guys entirely understand what I'm getting at. Speaking of poetry and poets, she plays a a poet with, like, an obscene apartment in Vienna in that film. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, it's, like, the male stars at the time were bigger than her. The plot of the song... (laughs) Rhythm. (laughs) The plot of Tull. So, Ashwarya Rai stars as a... um, the daughter of a folk singer. She lives in northern India. Mm-hmm. and her, In the Himalayas. In yeah. the Himalayas, yeah. And her dad is, you know, a, a, a poor singer. He, he lives by his art, but his art doesn't provide much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it provides him satisfaction. He's in like an ashram with a few devotees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a friend of his is a wealthy businessman, and he and his family kind of come to stay with them. Uh, and this brings about some land disputes eventually. 
Well, he's, he, he basically gets, like, snookered by these rich guys from exactly. town into lending his support to some project. Mm-hmm. And then later on, he feels somewhat slighted, because he yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Um, and his son is also joins them, and it's played by Akshay Khanna, and Akshay Khanna and Ashraya Rai quickly fall in love, Woo! because who wouldn't fall in love Over the course of about Ashraya Rai. seven hours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quick. they fall in love pretty quickly um, through uh, the use of... Digital cameras. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the creepy use of digital cameras, yes. And bottles of Coke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Coke in this movie. <laughs> yeah. A lot of Pepsi in the last one, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I there is a moment when they drink Pepsi instead of Coke, and I did notice it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I was wondering, you know, how Coke felt about that, because um, they clearly paid for this. <laughs> Probably quite a lot. <laughs> for this sponsorship. Uh, so that's about the first half of the film. Um Akshay Khanna obviously has to go off, but he pledges his love to Ashraya Rai, and they kind of agree that they are meant for one another. And However, they get married, yeah. And that they're going to get married. However, when Ashraya Rai's father hears about this, he is very upset <laughs> and drags her to the city, uh, where then they confront the family to be like, okay, well, are you going to marry her? Is this mm-hmm. a real thing? But... Akshay Khanna is off kind of hanging out with his grandmother, who is giving her blessing. Yeah, she's totally uh, fine with To marry Ashraya Rai, even though she's, you know, of a lower social class. Mm-hmm. But Akshay Khanna's family... Uh, <laughs> they kind of give him the runaround. <laughs> they give the runaround. Yeah. And they leave them sitting and waiting for hours on end, even though they were supposed to be family friends. Mm-hmm. And so... Understandably, Ashraya Rai and her father um, get upset about this. There's a big blow up, and uh, they decide that they want nothing to do with one another. And so, while Ashraya Rai while and her father thing, yeah. are walking home from this, they run into a big musical production where Anil Kapoor <laughs> is playing Ashraya Rai's father's song, Tara Babu is his name. They're playing one of Tara Babu's songs. They've like remixed it into like. A, a popular dance yeah, song. It, yeah. And they go... Through a process called song taking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they go, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Tara Babu's uh, sister, kind of kind of encouraged by Tara Babu's sister, they uh, talk to Anil Kapoor about this, and then Anil Kapoor is introduced to this kind of savant music producer, director, yeah. Who, yeah. who doesn't care about anyone other than business. And it's like he, Suge Knight, kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he signs Ashraya Rai uh, to his label and then uh, produces songs written by her father uh, and music videos starring her dancing, which is impeccable. And slowly, they fall in love. But she she's still in love with Manav. She's still in love with Akshay Khanna. That's the, that's the basic plot, yeah? Yeah. Yes. And lots of dramatic things happen. Yeah. Lots, yeah. lots of dramatic things happen. So, also, they know. go to Canada, as previously mentioned. <laughs> yeah. and, and so it's comparable in many ways to Del Topagohe. In, in plot-wise, it's again like a love triangle among um, people in the performance industry here that's more music than it is dance uh, but it's gender reversed here it's Ashraya Rai who has two suitors as opposed to Shah Rukh Khan trying to choose between two women and also the big climactic scene happens like on stage in front of everyone where yes. they finally like choose the love of their life <laughs> um, but that's kind of where 
And obviously there were some of the same people involved in the production, as we mentioned, but that's kind of where the similarities end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is a bit of a different beast. Yeah, they have very different vibes just in yeah. like the pure filmmaking. Um, yeah, this one was like maybe a little more um, dramatic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Less mm-hmm. goofy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what I guess immediately stood out to me. Watching them back to back was the tonal shift yeah. Yeah. between mm-hmm. the two. There's no real comedy here. No, not really. Not even, like, some uncle or anything who's, mm. like, goofy. Yeah. yeah, there's no, like, random comedic character. Yeah. yeah I, I thought the character. cinematography and the uh, camera work in this one is a lot more interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sweeping crane shots, and the dance scenes are framed differently, especially uh, one I wanted to ask you guys about. The opening sequence, which is a dream <laughs> that a story arise happening. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. were you expecting this to come up later? <laughs> well, it was, yeah, it seemed like it was a c- completely different part of the mm-hmm. film. Like, yeah. it almost reminded me a little bit of sort of like uh, the James Bond credit setup, yeah. right? Yeah. Like a really, you Another know. Another dance adventure. Yeah, something <laughs> really, really separate from um, the rest of the, the style of the film. The yeah. movement was super contemporary. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, <laughs> It was a little bit jarring then to go into this sort of like pastoral, you know, like <laughs> yeah. yeah, like is she, town. Is this a nightmare for her, or is this a dream that she wants to have? Because I was wondering, like, is this thing ever going to come up again? Like, does she want to put this on? Is this her dream project? No. And then there's no reference to it ever again. Like yeah. it just doesn't just yeah. just set in a vibe that it then immediately disengages with <laughs> yeah. and um, leaves. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I think it does kind of set up that. Um, She's imaginative. Well, like it, foresh- <laughs> it foreshadows the commercialization that she will engage with. Yeah, um, yeah. that is clearly that is clearly wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I put this in quotes because I'm kind of team Anil Kapoor. <laughs> 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 I think he's much more exciting and much more interesting and much more charismatic um, <laughs> than Akshay Khanna. But that, but that's wrong for her. That's a wrong space for her. Mm-hmm. She she does want to be um, pure a pure artist. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, while it might not have a narrative sense, per se, mm-hmm. um, I think it does kind of set up some of the the tension and the issues within the film. Yeah. Um, so it sets up the tone, even though that kind of... And, and we're getting this um, this uh, urban versus rural divide, which we get mm-hmm. in uh, a lot of Bollywood films where kind of the first half will be set um, in... Um, in a, an urban or rural environment, and then the second half they'll switch. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty pretty standard by being kind of in in the Himalayas for the first half, and then in uh, Mumbai for the second. Yeah, one thing that sort of jumped out between the two films is like a divide is in is in sort of uh, how they treat art um, mm-hmm. and how they treat mm-hmm. how it's done. And the first one like. The success of the art, the business of it, is like a foregone conclusion. Like, yeah. we know whatever Maya is, it's going to be amazing yeah. as soon as we get there. Um, but it's never, it's the, the business side of it is never, like, shown mm-hmm. or, or jumped into. Whereas this one uh, almost focuses on that way more of yeah. the, yeah. Like, the struggle for success and what the, the, the path of that looks like. Yeah. Uh, whereas the first one sort of starts with, we're already in success. We're just looking for that next big hit. Yeah, yeah and, and the way that the way that it comes back around in the end, though, um, for for Monty is she goes back to her you know, the folk song, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and so and yeah, it just kind of like tied it up in a nice little knot there. But it just it does show like why you know she is she is virtuous. She values you know like where mm-hmm. she came from. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and there's that dichotomy between um, like people who do art for the for the sake of art because they mm-hmm. have something to say because they have a passion because mm-hmm. they have a natural talent and those who make art uh, 
to make money for for, mm-hmm. for commercial gain, and they set up that dichotomy dichotomy pretty clear. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't think Anil Kapoor is ever evil, um, but he's no. clearly he is a stop, song taker. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, he, and he is the funny one. Yeah. yeah, like I mean that that moment where he's conducting, like just his face, his expressions are just hilarious. His <laughs> <laughs> like, hat and his shirt. Yeah. Oh. Did you like his rules for, like, here's the three rules my mother lived by, but she was a nobody who lived in a village. Here's my nine rules to success. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always look up for yourself. Steal whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, get rich or die trying. Mm-hmm. But but I like how, in the end, um, they find a balance between those two. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like she uses the folk song, but it's still in this elaborate uh, MTV International MTV <laughs> contacts in Toronto. At the Sky Dome, right? Yeah. I think yeah. it is. Yeah. It's like, but it was weird. Like, I was like, are we at the, the Sky Dome? Dome? Because it's so in, like, indoorsy. On, like, the, the, they closed the roof. It was raining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's also, again, like, what brings her back to her roots. Yeah. What's really important to her. So it is. It's the Sky Dome. It is the Sky Dome. It is tied up in a, nice, in a nice little bow. Yeah. So what did you guys think of uh, Mana, played by Akshay Khanna, who is an artist? He does play the violin, but also is a rich, you know, no good guy. Like, he doesn't do anything else. He doesn't do anything. Yeah. He drives like, around in his car. He's yeah. Just, he's just rich because he's from a rich family. I don't yeah. know. I like Brownie better than I liked him. We forgot to mention the dogs in uh, Delta Pago Hay they that were scare uh, uh, Sharon. Yeah, they were not as important as Brownie. Brownie is a very good character near the end. That they <laughs> want us to, to rate and judge all of the dogs in Bollywood. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no toughies in this one, but uh, Brownie is pretty important to the... Uh, Demon of the story. Yeah, yeah. But you, you just, I mean, you don't get the sense that God himself is uh, guiding Brownie. Right. It's no. more of like Shakespeare's puck. <laughs> so yeah. Brownie is like the mischievous trickster yeah. who yeah. ties it all together. But so Brownie, basically we should goes, say, is Manam's dog. Yeah. He's yeah. very cute. Yes. Um, and I mean, yeah. I, but Manam basically goes crazy, right? Like, he runs into a fire to get his scarf that uh, Mansi made for him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. And he's sad that all the photos got burned up, and then he's like, he's all bloody by the end. He's walking around with his dog, trying going to her wedding <laughs> at the courthouse, like, pick me instead. I have a great catch. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he he looks like he's been beaten up. Like, at the, in the final scene, you know, she runs to him, and it's yeah. a big moment. Um, but yeah, and he, and, he just, and he just looks awful. Like, he's, he's all he's bloody. He's got the bandage yeah. around his head. You don't know what. It's brown. <laughs> yeah. But love is blind. You yeah. Know, that way. Yeah. I really, I really like actually Akanda. We've discussed him on the the podcast before, but this this doesn't seem like the right fit for him. I don't know. I just maybe I just can't find him like a compatible partner for Ashwarya Rai. Like she can do better. Yeah. Like she's just she is so ethereal. She's so ethereal. She's mm-hmm. so luminous. She's just like she's so magnetic. And this guy, like, yeah, we did. Yeah, some, there was nothing yeah. really interesting about him at all. We did some shouting at the screen during this movie yeah. about like, choices oh. that were made. Yeah, and just the, the, like even even just try and learn how to fake the violin a little bit. Better. Yeah, like that was just. I'm like, Wait, was he playing the violin better than all of the instruments Shah Rukh Khan was playing until Topago? Yeah, especially the saxophone. Just yeah. <laughs> 
good saxophone. I will say there at least wasn't like anyone playing an electric guitar that wasn't plugged in. There definitely was in Tall. Uh, oh, was there? One of Anil Kapoor's guys during the sort of drunk dance. Electric guitar, just walking around, not plugged into anything. So, great. Yeah. yeah. Classic Bollywood move. All right. Happens all the time. You always notice that. But, uh, actually kinda, That's always on the lookout whenever anyone pulls out a guitar. Like, is it plugged in? Yeah. Um, but actually kind of, I think I like him better in comedic roles, and I also like him in thrillers and stuff. Mm-hmm. As a romantic hero, yeah. I don't know. He's really good in Especially this guy. He's creepy. He's following her around, taking pictures without mm-hmm. asking. Um and just generally falling apart. He's like a DevDoss type, kind mm. of. Well. He's not an alcoholic, but he does just fall he also, apart. He also doesn't beat her. He doesn't beat her, yeah. <laughs> just saying. No. He's got and DevDoss, Shavikon, like, beats Ashwarya Rai, but she still loves him. Yeah. yeah. Well, the only slap in this movie was when her father slapped his father. Yeah. Um, which and that's like, big move. Yeah. That is a slap yeah. heard around the world. Yeah. Yeah. You don't slap Amish Puri uh, without uh, <laughs> great intention behind it, because that guy's intimidating. Yeah. One thing that I I really appreciated in this one was the um, overall, you know, the cinematography was a little bit more complex, yeah. um, but the art direction, just like the mm. costuming, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, there's that one dance sequence where, um, I don't I don't know, they're, they're in some kind of, like... A monastery or something, sure, yeah. um, you know. I, I, I don't know if it's what it is, but like all of the women are in these beautiful, like solid color dresses. Mm-hmm. Is it the and she's in black. Yeah, yeah, the black one. Yeah, yeah, and so, like she just like the way that it looked. I was just like, oh god, that is just so stunning to yeah. watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, the art direction in this I thought was impeccable, and the light coming through the sort of uh, crenellations in the wall was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and the music was fantastic. I, yeah. I will say, I sometimes find Ar Rahman's music music to be a bit overpowering like it starts to to take away from the film mm-hmm. um and just kind of or or it underscores it a bit too obviously mm-hmm. um but here here i thought things were pretty pretty well matched and there's some there's some there's some good bangers here yeah i liked the soundtrack of this yeah I, yeah i did too actually even even hearing you know the the same folk song over and over <laughs> again i did have that like you know as an earworm for a while it was after. a good hit. yeah, good. yeah. Mm-hmm. It deserved to be a hit yeah i think my favorite was um was i think it's ram ramtav jogi I'm probably getting that name wrong. Which one's that? Um, the one with the Neil Kapoor like drinking um, yeah, in the studio. Yeah, after, after he thinks oh, I'm gonna, I'm in love with this girl. I'm gonna marry. Her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That, that one just. That's has, the one with the guitar that's not plugged in. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. that one has <laughs> such a good, good beat. And, and he's dressed as Robin Hood. Just, <laughs> <laughs> he is dressed as Robin Hood. Oh, you, you haven't told um, your theory yet about Tall. Oh, okay. So this will make no sense to either of you. Great. <laughs> Uh, Anil Kapoor plays my favorite character in the Race series, which also features Akshay Khanna, which is uh, the most convoluted <laughs> heist-slash-crime films of all time. And he plays a crooked cop who is constantly eating bigger fruit in each scene. Oh my god, yeah. So he goes all the way up to like eating a watermelon, <laughs> starting at a strawberry. But uh, he is eating a... Um, He's eating fruit in this film, and actually, an yeah, and actually, Kana is also present. <laughs> so this is just another level of the game in race one, where they are working against each other across. Yeah, boxes. you kept looking for the twist. Yeah, I was waiting for at least like four twists to happen inside of two other twists. But you okay. want it on the record that you think this is yeah. a prequel. To this the is race the prequel films. to race. You can all fight. Me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I would, I would hardly recommend those films. Great. Great. Uh, they're yeah. working on the third one now. It's probably not as good because it doesn't have the same cast, but... Uh, yeah, it doesn't look good. Well, it has Jackson Fernandez, but it doesn't look good. The one thing that I really appreciated about, um, or, or thought was just kind of like, well, when, how often do you really see that? Was at the end when Anil Kapoor sort of t- tells her to, tells Mansi to run to Manav, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and he says, we'll always be friends, though. The three of us will all be friends. Like, you don't... <laughs> have those sort of like secondary male characters being like hey buddy yeah you, yeah. you can have her yeah. it's great <laughs> no, and you get that you get that in Dilto Fogel Hey as well mm-hmm. where yeah. Yeah. Akshay Kumar really concedes or he's just like oh my god my my friend is in love with someone else mm. and I do not want to be the barrier to her happiness yeah. you know and he I mean he seems far more chill about it than Charisma Kapoor yeah yeah. Um, the thing the thing was is that like there's no bad guy whereas in yeah. like so much mm-hmm. western film you, we, we, we need a bad guy yeah, there's like always if there's, yeah. if there's a love triangle whoever's gonna, gonna lose in that love he's triangle he's a rich asshole yeah, yeah there's a mm-hmm. twist where it's like oh and yeah he's he's ripping off orphans so yeah. something something to make him very unlikable but in yeah. this yeah they were, they were both just Every, like everyone remains likable at yeah. the end yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing that I think ever really is kind of like the villain in either of these films is just like tradition and circumstance. Mm-hmm. And Manav's family. They're all a bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Manav's aunt. Is it his aunt? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's just wicked. Yeah. She's the one with the... the orange streak. The orange yeah. streak in her yeah. hair. Yeah. Why? Yeah, she's wicked. <laughs> and then yeah. also... When I was asking, he was like, why? And I was like, I don't know. It was 1999. Yeah. And he was like, was that a and thing? And I'm like, I don't remember. He and Neil Kapoor calls her a witch. Yeah. yeah. Them yeah. witches, they all have that streak of orange, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's another... I think that's when he's eating the apple, actually. Yeah. That might be my favorite part. Yeah. But which movie did you guys prefer? I, I like to tell, um, mostly for Ashwarya Roy. Yeah. Um, and, and the costumes. Like, yeah. Jesus. You know, <laughs> just beautiful. Um, and, yeah, and, and I thought that the dancing was um, a little bit more nuanced. Um, I, and, yeah, it's visually, it's, it's a hard movie not to like, I think, mm-hmm. visually especially. I like the other one more. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. it was, it was uh, like, for what it was doing and what it was trying to do, like, with all, like criticism in my mind it's sort of like what were they trying to do did they succeed mm-hmm. is it worth it and it was like for me it was such a like fun 90s rom-com mm-hmm. with so many songs mm-hmm. um that even though it was three hours like it didn't feel like it was like oh they're really padding this out they you never know. do mm-hmm. they yeah. you know they're pacing long just works so and, and sometimes yeah. i fall asleep but like the pacing is always there i i rarely feel like a bollywood movie drags even when it's real yeah, so yeah, there was just something about that one, even though like the characters were far more ridiculous. <laughs> and maybe that was it. Maybe it was sort of like how over the top it was. Uh, I found myself really drawn to. Now, which one is more realistic oh. for <laughs> backstage shenanigans? Ooh. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think that like uh, in in Delta Pagal High, I feel like the comedy and the actual sort of yeah, you know, like what was going on was kind of more believable. There's a little too much sort of like heightened romanticism in Tal that yeah, like right. you're just like I'm not really buying this like yeah. I mean um, you know uh, <laughs> when Amil Kapoor yeah, yeah. When, when when he's conducting like it's just <laughs> so 
intense and insane. Like you just don't you just don't buy it at all. Whereas even you know as silly as the change room scene in Del Topago High was, um, you know they yeah. made it real. It was yeah. okay. and also yeah. just like yeah, of course you have this ambiguous idea for art, and all you know is it's like not anyone around you who's your muse. Like it's like yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. Oh, that happens. Yeah, yeah. I will say like everyone just felt like they were wearing too many hats, and it's it's partly because the cast is small, but it's just like. Why are Shah Rukh Khan and Anil Kapoor doing absolutely everything yeah. in like? Because it just I don't know. That to me, you can hire good. a stage manager. You don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, get a music video director. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's partly because like they don't want to add more characters. So I, I understand mm-hmm. it. But they both kind of come across as like these genius savants, hyper controlling, like, hyper controlling. Which yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure obviously there are people who you know are producers and musicians and like who who do wear all those hats. But it just again like. It did seem a little like a dictatorship with yeah. both of these, in a way that I was just like, okay. What? Both of these films feature a trope that I love in movies about dancers is a bunch of dancers just like sprawling around <laughs> yeah. until it's dance time. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like yeah. laying around. Yeah. yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Does that happen? And they all learn the choreography extremely quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like just dancers just posed on each other, each other like we're in a dance pile now. Yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like they were in a constant cue to cue, right? Where yeah. there's a lot of downtime. Yeah. Everyone's just waiting for like the next it's 30 very, second bit. Yeah. It's very like Madonna Truth or Dare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the unrated cut. Hmm? The unrated cut of the film is very Madonna. Um, no, I'm thinking of the sex video. Never mind. No, she's there. It's her documentary I know, I where she's always hanging out with her dancers. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, really? and then some of the dancers sue her afterwards. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. but dance pile. <laughs> very real. Well, I like. Moves. I mean, I, I always say this, um, you know, about about all movies. Like one of the one of the pleasures and, and, and joys of cinema is just watching bodies on screen mm-hmm. and, and that is one of the things that I think Bollywood does really really well and really really understands because but because we have these 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 dance sequences we have these performance mm-hmm. sequences that you don't necessarily see in in other film cultures and you don't even always see in Bollywood mm-hmm. um, but that's one thing that like you know, that's one of the reasons why I like watching dance is because I like seeing bodies in motion. Mm-hmm. So then like that's one of the reasons why yeah. <laughs> I love Bollywood and sometimes for me you know, if if you get a if you get a really good movie that just like again like moves really really well and, and has these like these really um, intricate and and well done sequences like in Tal, the the plot kind of does become a bit secondary for me. Like <laughs> the the plot of both of these movies were fine. I, mm-hmm. You know, I didn't find any yeah. of them lacking. I did find them a bit routine because mm-hmm. again, we've seen a lot of these movies. But for both of them, like what really struck me was just kind of. Um, the spectacle mm-hmm. yeah. and, and I really enjoyed that and I think like uh, yeah those musical and dance sequences uh, I mean you, you talked about the pacing earlier um, and how it never never seems to lack and I think it's because they like sit in all of these emotional moments in yeah. really interesting ways yeah um, or at least like very visually interesting mm-hmm. ways it's like right this is how we're feeling and I am willing to spend four more minutes just sitting in this moment of like yeah. thinking about how I feel or how I've been wronged or how I'm in, in love and longing mm-hmm. um, yeah. and the spectacle always always connects to like actual human beings and their bodies yeah. Yeah. in a way that it's not in Hollywood movies mm-hmm. where I'm like this is just mm-hmm. a bunch of like computers <laughs> like yeah. creating this mm-hmm. I am not interested in this this it's is no like no dance telepathy no like yeah. there's like the like there's thing. there's a lot yeah. of sweat on screen in both of these movies yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and there's not a lot of emphasis on set or setting other than say like the amusement <laughs> park <laughs> yeah. um, but like it is it really is on the bodies and one thing yeah. that you know r- really like about the Bollywood style is that you get to see 
the whole body while they're dancing. Yep. They, they do know how to shoot dance. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's and it, it's funny because in a lot of things that do feature dance, Western films, like I'm thinking, you know, Chicago or things like that, you don't get to watch the big whole dance number, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like you yeah. would in it's a theater. All, all quick cuts and maybe you see the gesture, but not mm-hmm. the actual yeah. sequence. And it's because dance. they're not as skilled dancers very often, right? Yeah. So these, like, uh, I mean, I think of the one scene, I think it's on a beach, Ashwarya Rai is in, like, they're shooting some kind of music video. Yeah. And she's standing on sort of like an elevated platform. She's right. the only one dancing, but man, she is just like wicked. And yeah, so you know, you're really allowed to like appreciate the dancing body in yeah. the films, which is awesome. Well, that's we, what we, we were so mad about in ABCD too, is that they, oh, yeah. they cut it Western style. And even though yeah. people are doing these amazing um, like uh, hip hop dance routines, you don't actually see the whole thing. Unless it's Prabhadeva. Unless it's Prabhadeva, but yeah. yeah. I mean, the one thing about the choreography in these films is that it's, like, the dance itself isn't super virtu- virtuosic or complex, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, you get, like, 40 people doing it all. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, and it does look impressive. It's almost you know? Soviet. Just, <laughs> if we have everyone doing this all at the same time, extremely impressive. Yeah, and that's yeah. one of the things I noticed first when we started going to ballet for our podcast mm-hmm. was, like, right, it's, sometimes it's just nice to watch a lot of bodies do a move like, yeah. and it's just there's something about that that like as humans you sort of instinctively react to to be like cool there's yeah. something there's something really rewarding about watching like perfect synchronization yeah. you know like it just it's so satisfying it's fun pattern recognition yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah. one quick question that Matt asked me earlier that I didn't really have an answer for but I feel like Fonda you might who is the better dancer Anil Kapoor or Shaira Khan yeah because I wouldn't say either of them they is didn't... known for their dancing no they didn't really dance that much. Yeah. And I just think that the, you know, for charisma alone and, and Neil Kapoor, like, you just can't take your eyes off him when he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they didn't do, they they didn't really do that much. Shark has a lot of hops. Yeah. 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 He did, he did his classic lean back and he, arms up. He did an excellent Shark move. So the, the classic move, which I'll now depict, is when he goes like this. <laughs> and in uh, in um, Del Topagalhe, there is a beam of pure light yeah. of dance telepathy coming through the sky. <laughs> and that is the intermission, too. Excellent use of the trope. Yeah. yeah. And I will say, like, yeah, neither of these films have some of the better uh, male dancers in Bollywood. There there are some fantastic male dancers. Um, and yeah, and Yoko Kapoor and Shah Rukh Khan, like, they're fine. They do it. They, like, they're better than Salman Khan. Yeah. But, you know, like, I, I do think that's kind of one of the drawbacks of both of these films is I wish there had been... There's a lot of women dancing, but I wish mm-hmm. there had been more men. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's a lot of male backup dancers, but none of them are characters. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think, uh, any, any last thoughts? I think I'm, I'm pretty tapped out. I want to go listen to the soundtrack for Tali. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you can enjoy the videos whenever you want on YouTube. Like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I now now I, I feel like I need to send Fonda some, especially the uh, the DevDos um, um, Dola Ray with yeah. uh, Arashraya Rai and Madhuri Diction. Or the Hamdada Chuke Sanam um, uh, sort of classic throwback stuff too yeah yeah, yeah. And, and just all the century lupin songs <laughs> yeah let's I'll talk I'll come talk about dance anytime yeah. um, I did want to mention that there is um, for, for mm-hmm. audience of yours that is in Edmonton there is a dance show um, that is coming up um, Usha Gupta is closing out Brian Webb's 
com- dance company is Season in June mm-hmm. um, with a show called Kaj. And um, she comes from the Katak dancing tradition. So um, uh, her company is just fantastic. They usually bring in guest artists from India who are super talented. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I remember um, we're going to do a throwback to the episode the first time Paul saw Indian dance. So many spins. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, so my God. Because I, I, do, I do some classic folk dancing. Mm. All of those spins, it mm-hmm. like boggles yeah. my mind. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> really, really hard, and mm-hmm. that like yeah. Whenever I see a lot of spins now in in a performance or in a movie, I'm just like mad respect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Fonda, you also. Um, have a film festival that you organize coming up. Yeah, I work with Northwest Fest. Um, they are, uh, it is uh, Edmonton's International Documentary and Media Arts Festival. Um, and so um, the Alberta Podcast Network is actually presenting one of the evenings uh, mm-hmm. with a documentary called Sick Boy. Um, people in Canada may have listened to the Sick Boy podcast, um, which talks a lot about um, chronic, chronic illness and disability. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and so that film is showing on May 8th at the Garneau. Northwest Fest runs May 3rd to 13th. And yeah, uh, yeah, check out some documentaries. They're yeah. great. And where can we find both of you online and listen to I Don't Get It? I Don't Get It uh, Dance. No, no, I Don't Get It Yag.com. Yeah. And right we're also on iTunes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we got we to gotta run and catch a show now. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure to hear your yeah insights on the film and especially in, in regards to, to the dance and performance aspects. Yeah, thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, so you much. should come watch some dance with us. <laughs> You'd like to do so? I would love to. I don't know a lot of people who want to go to dance shows with me, so. So oh, I'm, we some, can, we can I'm sometimes that. alone in the back, so I would, I would happily attend some dance. All right, Matt. Unfortunately, we have to announce that we're going to be taking a bit of a break. We're going on vacation uh, in, a, in a couple weeks here. We're going to go see previous podcast guest, Juliet Franklin. Yes, yes. She is, uh, she's graduating. Congratulations, Juliet. So we're going down to Chicago to visit her. So we have to take a bit of a break from the show. But we will be back in about a week, a week and a half, with a supplemental episode. We have an interview with uh, Nisha Sharma. She's a writer whose uh, upcoming novel, My So-Called Bollywood Life, uh, will be out in, uh, in mid-May. So we're really looking forward to, to speaking with her. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? Well, you can find us on Twitter at BollywoodPod. I'm also there at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. I'm there at Erin E. Fraser, E-R-N-E, F-R-A-S-E-R. Uh, you can find us on Tumblr, uh, BollywoodIsForLovers.tumblr.com. And you can also find us on Facebook, just type in BollywoodIsForLovers. Uh, we're available on basically every streaming platform you can find, but a uh, great way to get our attention is to go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice review. Mm-hmm. Five stars, please. Uh, while you're over there, you can also subscribe to my other show that I do weekly with uh, Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art in the Movies. We just released an episode on Bob Hoskins, which uh, I rather enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find us on Audio Boom, and selected episodes are available on G Radio. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, and uh, stay tuned for a supplemental in about a week. 